East High. Hello, East High. We're back. Wisa back, in, no. the, in the words of Jar Jar Binks. No. <laughs> we are talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. We're This is Wildcat Minute. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're the amateur nerds. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we are talking about Minute... 32. 32. Which starts with... I held up my fingers to do a three and a two, but the audience can't see that. The minute starts out with Sharpay stopping Ryan so she can walk out first. She puts her arm out like, hey, let me go. Let me lead. And... Would you let me lead? (laughs) And ends with Ryan doing jazz squares while they're singing. Jazz squares. Indeed. I didn't know there was a name for that, but um, okay. Um, It's directly and specifically referred to later. That's the only reason why I know that's called Jack okay. Squares. So yeah, I mean, we get a little bit of a musical number later on in this minute, but we start off with, yeah, like you said, Sharpay pushing Ryan out of the way and he kind of rolls his eyes. <laughs> he's he's so done with his sister. It's so <laughs> cute. But he he just goes along with it. Like he is such a kind and patient person to go along with it so, yeah. so nicely. And then as... They're presumably walking up the stairs to get on stage. We do a quick shot of Gabriella and Troy sitting in the back row of the theater. Yeah, like, ooh, we got to watch this. Yeah. Um, They're ducking their heads and, like, hiding behind the seats in front of them. Like, yeah. they really do not want to be seen. Yeah. And uh, Kelsey asks, uh, what what key? Which is a weird question because did she ask everyone what key they were going to sing the song? Is Presumably the song is already in a key. But she knows they're special and... <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make sense. I guess the the writers needed to give Ryan something to respond to so that Kelsey could say something and he could say no, actually. But it doesn't make sense because if they're, like... If you were auditioning for, for Grease and you were, like, about to sing You're the One That I Want, they wouldn't be like, what key do you want this to be in? Like, no, it's already in its own key. You, you have to fit the key that it's in, otherwise you can't do it. Yeah. But I think Kelsey recognizes, because Darvis already gave them a grandiose introduction, that Sharpay and Ryan don't play by the rules, <laughs> and she has to appease them. Yeah. And that includes asking what key they want her to switch the song to. <laughs> All of this is to say Ryan says, actually, our rehearsal pianist did an arrangement for us. Yeah, which... Privileged, be- Ryan. Come on, Ryan, check it. Um... Like, rehearsal pianist, is that the same as, like, a vocal trainer? Or do they have a vocal trainer as well as a pianist? Like, um, they, they have I multiple mean, people that are working for them? They, yeah, I mean, yes, probably. Um, they, they have someone, they have someone like a tutor outside that is preparing them for the school play. That's, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. And while he's saying that, they're walking towards center stage, <laughs> and there are these people behind them that are, like, helping Sharpay put her shiny jacket on. They're wheeling speakers and yeah, presumably a, a the CD yeah. out. It's pretty good line read um, from Lucas Grabeel, who's, who's like, no, actually, our rehearsal pianist did it. Like, we don't get to hear him talk a lot. Yeah. So, like, for him to deliver a pretty funny line like that, it's good. And then Kelsey just goes, oh, and sits down. 
I think, like, you bring up a good point here. Lucas Grabeel does not have a lot of lines, but he is a very, he's got a very good presence in it. Like, his eye roll that we saw earlier in the minute, and then this line delivery and his dancing throughout the entire I mean, he's very expressive. He's very good. Yeah. I mean, I I happen to know that he gets more to do in the sequel. Yes. Um, So hopefully, yeah. He's just, he's just so pale, and he's got these, like, big eyes. He's like a little baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Kelsey is very confused, and she just kind of sits and is like, this is very weird, but, like, Darbus is here for it. Yeah, and Sharpay and Ryan walk to center stage, and Sharpay, like, snaps. And she, the, yeah, above her head, and the curtains close. The curtains close. close. So they're, like, they have, like, a whole team that is ready for this. Yes. There's, like, these two, like, small children, like, Closer to middle school age or like young high school age, who are like holding microphones for them, ready for them to start singing. And they've got their person that's working the speaker stereo thing to like press play, and yeah. they've got people on curtains. Yeah. And so they do their vocal warm ups, which is a little bit of like a. Yeah. Uh, and they do like their with their hands and they're like moving their, mashing their face around to get their face all stretched out and ready to act. Yeah. This is. They do a different one, too. And I thought it was the other one that they do. I can't remember which one they do. They Probably in the second song for it's, them. It's always a funny joke to be like, haha, theater theater people do these like weird vocal warm-ups or whatever. But also, like, you know, they are theoretically helpful or otherwise people wouldn't do them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's important to warm up your voice in some way so you're not straining yourself. And Yeah. Um, but also it's funny when people make funny noises. So I don't think anyone's hurt in this scenario. <laughs> no. Uh, but they like set their face. They like move their hands across their faces and they're set in like serious mode. And also Ryan puts on a green hat, which does not ma- match Sharpay's outfit at all. The pink hat would have matched much better. Yeah, but not with the like the blue silvery shirt. No. And his pants are a little green. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So he changes his pants, too. No, he might not have changed his pants completely. Because he had black pants on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was complaining about that pink and the black. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So he is just like, they're both just fashionistas. Yeah, I mean, they look slightly different, but it, they, they don't clash. Like No. So they I definitely think it's fine. stand out, though. Um, so. And then the, the, the song, Sharpay says go, and they, they put their hands through the, the curtain. Through the crack of the curtain, and they're snapping. Like, in a stack. Yeah. Um, so it's all hands on... It's kind of like... Um, it's artsy and theatery. Yeah. It's almost like kind of lab... You know, the hands in the labyrinth? I do. It's not quite that. I know there's some... It's just kind of like a theater thing that's like, ooh, like, we use the like the medium of the curtain as like a, as like a special prop, and this is something unique we can do. We can stick our hands through and snap. It doesn't really add anything to the performance, though. It's just kind of a cutesy thing they do. Yeah. But they're the only ones to do. Yeah, well, because they, they have, you know, this miraculous ability to hire a bunch of children to do their bidding. Oh, they didn't hire them. They bullied them. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but the arrangement starts, and it's this little, like, piano. It's yeah. much jauntier. That's exactly the word I was going to use, jaunty. Um, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, poppier, faster pace um, than what we've been hearing from the other people Although, presumably, the other people were also go Like, Kelsey kept having to adjust to meet their tempos. So, I don't... We, we have not heard what the song is supposed to sound like in Well, this is their ears. this is their pianist's version of it. So, he might have heard the song and be like, Oh, maybe it goes this fast. And or, that's just how he did it. Or Sharpay and Ryan are like, We want it to sound like this. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, so they start and then the curtain pulls back and they grab the microphones from the small children and the small children walk away. Yeah, Sharpay grabs it much sooner than Ryan. Ryan is still snapping and Sharpay is like holding her yeah. mic already. Like, and it, Ryan's which is weird the first because Ryan s- sings first, yeah. Yeah, that's that- why it caught my eye. I was like, oh, he grabbed, and Sharpay has a sparkly mic. Yeah. Her handle is bedazzled, do. but hers is much more bedazzled. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ryan sings It's Hard to Believe That I Couldn't See solo. And then most of the rest of the song is harmony. Yeah. And when they turn to say that you are always right beside me, they both jump a little. Yeah, they're like, ooh, surprise. Like, it's hard to believe that you were there. So I, I'm surprised. Um, and Sharpay does a little, like, pearl clutch. And Ryan yeah. is very Well, she, she's it. doing, like the, like, the baby eyes and, like, the big lips. And she's like, ooh, I'm lonely. And then she turns and she's like, oh, but you're here. Yeah. <laughs> and then for her next, like, line thought I was alone with no one to hold she sa- there's something about that line take that sounds so weird to me like she's got a, an inflection in her voice that just doesn't match the rest of how she sings throughout the rest of the song well there's something to be said one this is clearly like separately recorded and you know like dubbed over oh yeah so they're lip syncing here which makes kind of for a fun thing in universe <laughs> um because R. Sharpay and Ryan lip syncing, and it's just pre-recorded in the song. That would be a scandal. Oh boy, that'd be like Lizzie McGuire movie times ten. Whoa! As we established before, Lizzie McGuire movie technically not a decom. Technically not. Okay, but yes. Um, but it's also when you listen to "We're All in This Together," right? Mm-hmm. Ashley Tisdale's voice in that one is. She's exorbitantly high. She's in t- that's a very intentional like when you see how she is in that like that's a very intentional cuz like the next line she goes back to her normal singing voice. Like I have heard enough of Ashley Tisdale singing between like her having a career and then also her singing in Phineas and Ferb cuz yeah. she has quite a few songs as Candace in Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. And like also like Bop to the Top later like yeah. The song Fabulous in the second movie. Like, she doesn't sound like this. Yeah, I, as I said while we were talking about it before, she's doing, the, like, the harmonies, and the harmonies are higher. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's, like, you know, and it's not, it's not auto-tuned, but, like, it has that sound of, like, pre-recorded, like, studio recording. Yeah. So it's it doesn't have a very natural sound to it in general. Yeah. And that might be some of it. Like, it just sounds so much like the fake background like yeah, the like fake arrangement. Vocals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're doing their like swaying and they do like a like a stick their arms out. They walk they walk apart from each other and then they see each other again and they jump again and then they start doing these big um hand apart Yeah, and they're doing steps. they're like they're like swaying their arm from side to side and, and snapping, snapping on the beats like Yeah, and Ryan moves so big. His movements are so big. Yeah. It's a little distracting. Well, Sharpay's kind of like in the middle, and he's kind of like doing moves around her. But even when they're doing the the like the like arm out, and then they go back into the swaying, before he starts doing the jazz squares, his sways are a lot bigger. You gotta bigger play to the her. back row, Condra. The- <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I guess. But also, it's... It's funny. It's, it's just a- funny to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, um, Darbus is into it when they're doing their, like, this, they do, like, the two poses on the hard beats. Yeah. And she's, and she, like, is anticipating it. She's, like, does it at the same time. And she does the snaps at the beginning yeah. with them, too. Yeah, we get a, we get two really good Darbus reactions. One yeah. is the snaps, and then the other is that hand thing. And she just does, like, a little hand, but also she's got a big smile on her face. She is so having yeah. fun. But at the same time, Kelsey is very confused. Almost, like, troubled, like, what have you done to my song? Yeah, um, which, you know, fair. 
but and she just does not like it. Like yeah. she <laughs> does not like their arrangement. Speaking of the arrangement, um, so I did a little bit of research about the song "What I've Been Looking For," mm-hmm. written and produced by Andy Dodd and Adam Watts, who are not the main songwriters. That's other people. Um, We've talked about them already. Yeah, I forget their names, otherwise I would have said them. It's in the key of A major. This version is at 142 beats per minute. Matthew Gerard and Robbie Neville. Yes, them. They do, They do like... The majority of them. Yeah, like, we're all in this together, um, and the, the first song that they sang it, karaoke. And, and Get Your Head in the Game. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just on the Wikipedia page, and it was telling me, like, all the, like, various information about this version, and then, spoilers, the version that Troy and Gabriella sing, which is a little slower, uh, I guess, than this kind of poppy version. But, so it's in the key of A major, and the Wikipedia page also told me that Lucas Grabeel can sing, his singing ranges from A3 to F sharp 5, which is good to know. I, I I haven't, like, I have no idea what that means. I, like... I don't know, like, how high that is. I mean, like, it sounds like it's a pretty good range. Also, the record is certified gold. It peaked at 35 on the Billboard Top Hot 100. The High School Musical record? I think the single. Oh, the single? Yeah. Whoa. Um, although, I don't know how, like, the, the the whole soundtrack and the record combine Yeah. to do that. And then the Troy and Gabriella version was a little lower. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but this is definitely, like, the more poppy version it makes it, well, this is the, even on the soundtrack, this is what I've been looking for. And then the Troy and Gabriella version. The, the reprise. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's in, yeah, we get a little bit of the key. It's just kind of funny because like, this is like the real version of the song, but the real version of the song is the fake version of the song. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You have to do mental gymnastics for this one. Um, I have to, yeah, I have to work on my hand-eye coordination like Sharpay and Ryan. <laughs> Who are singing and dancing in this minute. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you have to say about this minute before we move on to the decom of the week? Um, no, it's pretty fun. I mean... We have much we, more of the song still to go. Yeah. As we were kind of saying before Troy and Gabriella, like, it's kind of fun to just have, like, people singing and doing songs... Like, even if there's not a lot of character stuff happening, like, when people are singing and dancing, it's fun to watch. And, like, that's part of what's fun about movies. And I think also, it for them in particular, it is character stuff, because you can see how they react with each other, um, how other people think of them. Like, there's a lot other stuff yeah. going on. Well, and, it, and they are, they're not, like, full antagonists, but they are, like, um, opponents or, like, you know, synonyms, um... For whatever antagonist would be obstacles, there we go. To kind of Troy and Gabriella's story arc. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good to set up like the competition. Yeah, yeah it's fun, singing and dancing. Oh yeah, this it truly was a high school musical. Yay. Okay, so what's what's your decom of the week that you have for me? <laughs> All right. Condra's going to tell me the title of a decom, and I'm going to guess what it's about. Then she'll tell me what it's actually about. So the film I have for you. Is 2000, January 2005. 2005. Okay, yeah. so same year. Of, year before. One year before High School Musical. Yeah, it's, so it's the year before January slot of a DCOM. It is called Now You See It, dot, dot, dot. Now You See It? Dot, dot, dot. And it is starring Ali Michalka from, you know Ali and AJ? Do you remember them? No. They were like Hillary Duff kind of like... That era of 
Disney singers. It sounds familiar, but I just I don't know them. Um, I would show you a picture of Allie, but the one I've got up right now is um from the poster. It's from the poster. That's so. fine. Um, I think Allie was also in Phil of the Future. I'm not 100 percent okay. on that. You know, I remember the existence of Phil of the Future, but I don't know what anyone from the show looks like. Okay, but I do get the theme song stuck in my head every once in a while. <laughs> The 22nd century man. He is. Um, so it is starring Ali. He's Mc- keeping it together just as best as he can, Condra. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, so starring Ali Matalka and Johnny Packar, who look super familiar, but I didn't recognize any of his credits. He's in a lot of TV stuff. And directed by Dwayne Dunham. Okay. So now you see it. Dot, dot, dot. Now you see it. So it's clearly a magic movie. You know, similar to, you know, Now You See Me with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and all them. Now You See It is definitely more a, more a, a more common phrase than, I don't know, is Now You See Me or Now You See It? Like, if you were a magician. Now like, You See It, Now You Don't. Yeah, Now You See It, Now You Don't. Now You See Me, Now You Don't. I feel like if you're saying Now You See Me, Now You Don't, then it's kind of weird because did you disappear in the middle of a sentence? And come back <laughs> to say, no, you don't. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So theoretically, yeah. It's like you're like holding an apple in your hand and then you put a tissue over the apple and then you take it off and then it's gone. <gasps> now you don't. Um, okay. Magic movie. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, formulaic decom, but about magic. I guess the question is, how real is the magic in the movie? Are they re- like, can they actually do magic or are they just magicians and like, you know, show, both. show magic is the type of, is the thing that brings some unlikely friends together. Or is there some sort of adventure with an evil magician? Or, you know, a little bit of both. A la, like, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Allie. This is actually interesting because um, women in magic is uh, rare. Um, there aren't, like, even if you watch, like, um, Fool Us with mm-hmm. Penn and Teller, like, it's, it's like... Magic is definitely a male-dominated field in an unfortunate way because, you know, women can do sleight of hand just as well as men. And even sometimes if you do have um, women magicians, like, sometimes they're more likely to do, you know, quick change magic or, like, contortionist or type, like, things that are, like, still kind of stereotypically female. Like the cut-in-half box. Yeah. Which is, which is to say, like, it takes just as much skill to do that as it does to be, like, the person doing the trick. Sometimes you have good, like, uh, man and woman duos. hmm Okay, so, but interesting that she seems to be the protagonist, or at least let's call her the protagonist. Okay, so much like Pee Wee Herman, one day she walks into a magic store, <laughs> and her bike gets stolen. <laughs> and she has to go on a big road trip to find it. No. <laughs> Well, and the bike is now you see it, and now you don't. <laughs> oh, man, I really wish I hadn't said that jokingly. I would have actually, I might have actually done it. Okay. Um, no, she walks into a magic store one day, and she goes, hmm, what is this stuff? And there's, like, an old creepy, not creepy, but, like, mysterious magician. And he's, like, an old man, and he's, like, mysterious. And then there's, like, the nerdy boy from school also walks into the store, and he knows the old guy because... He goes in there all the time, but it's her first time. And um, the old magician, like, he sells her, like, you know, some, some like, ret- random trivial thing. And she sees the, the boy, and they're like, it's fine. And then the next day, it turns out that the old magician has disappeared. And she and the boy need to team up 
because uh, he knows kind of more what the old magician was involved in. So they need to team up to find the to find him or whatever MacGuffin. Maybe the thing that she bought from the store actually had a secret clue that he knew he had to sell that day in order to hide it from whoever was trying to find him. And so that's why she's involved. And maybe maybe they have to solve like a puzzle box or like and then there's like evil magicians chasing them. And um, they also have to put on a show at school together. And so it's a whole like adventure, misadventure. And maybe like the kind of trick is that like the old magician, it's kind of ambiguous whether the magic he does is real or not. Obviously, it's something that like isn't necessarily like supernatural, but like the movie frames it in a way that it could be. And yeah, I think that sounds like a fun movie. It does sound like <laughs> a fun movie. It's not right. Okay. But it was it was honestly, the way you were describing it, it reminded me of like a blend between um, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, the yeah. Nick Cage movie, and then um, the Jeremy Thatcher Dragon Hatcher, the, they're like the magic shop books yeah, by Bruce very, Colville. Yeah, it's very like, yeah, kids book. I did yeah. a very kids book, yeah, middle fiction t- yeah, type of story. Yeah, it was like a Bruce Coville mixed with like um, chocolate, chocolate touch. No, uh, chocolate secret, chocolate fever, chocolate fever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I mean, all those stories kind of have the thing. Like, what's bliss? They have, like find this magical bakery or something. They are a magical bakery. They are a magical bakery. Um, all right. So no. Um, so now you see it is about so. Something that is very, like, apparently important to the way it's told. It's a POV from Allison's perspective, similar to a documentary. Or, like, uh, oh, here's what happened behind the scenes kind of thing. Because Ali Michalka plays a character named Allison. Not to be confusing at all. So, Allison is an aspiring teen producer who is producing a new reality TV show searching for the world's greatest kid magician. And she's got her team of, like, an adult mentor, a camera person, and then the, sh- the host, who's a famous stage magician. And while she's, like, finding these people to be on the show and stuff, she comes across this boy named Danny, played by John Picard. Oh, Danny boy. Yep. And <laughs> um, he is one of the finalists. And he, there's something about him that seems like it's maybe more. And he confides in her that he actually has real magic. Oh, I knew it. I knew. <laughs> so she's like, I won't tell anyone. They ni- neither of them have had friends before, so they start to become friends along the way. And but Danny needs to hide his real magic. So he like pretends it's fake and is like he somehow pro- like the host of the show is like you're a fake and like interrogates him and like puts them up that he is a fake. Um, but she knows that's not right. So wait, how do how does the the point of magic is that none of it's how, how do you call a magician a fake? It's not like on it's not in the show that he does it. It's behind the scenes that he's like you're like you're not doing your magic. Like it's not. I don't. I have no idea. If, says, if you're tricking of the other magicians, then that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's in a way that like. They can't, because they can't explain it, like, oh, you've done this, like, yeah. oh, you're not a real well, stage magician. Well, he can just magician. not reveal his secret. <laughs> um, but he tells the real, the, the host magician, and Mac, his name is Max, 
and Max um, helps Danny control his powers via a ring, and the ring is slowly draining Danny's powers from him oh to no. give to Max. Oh no! So Max can get his powers. Honestly, I was on the right track with a lot of this. You are, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and they, Allison is trying to help Danny like reveal himself, like reveal that he's not a fake. A, a fake, fake, ma- magician, fake magician, real magic user. Yeah, <laughs> and she lo- she's at risk of losing her position as producer, um, and she helps Danny. Sh- like she starts to realize that the ring is going to drain Danny's power. So in the finale of the show, she like helps Danny remove the ring, and Max disappears. Whoa! Um, now you see him. Now you don't, <laughs> and. Um, Allison helps him, like, escape and stuff. And at the end, she does some, like, speak to camera, like, oh, this is what's happened after. We haven't seen Max anymore. Danny is away learning how to control his powers. And she teleports to be with him. (laughs) And it's implied that they may have a romantic attachment, but Whoa. um, I think it would be interesting to see the kind of documentary reality TV framework of the movie. Yeah. But other than that, like... And t- in terms of how it the drama plays out, I feel like it wouldn't actually help that much. Yeah, I don't... I think it'd be... I think it's interesting to see it from... It's probably just, like, the first five minutes and the last five minutes, and then the rest of it's just a movie. Yeah, probably. Um, so that's Now You See It. It is on Disney+. Plus. Um, if you are a fan of Allie and AJ, this is another one of Allie's roles, so you can go check it out. Apparently it's pretty good. It's got some good reviews and stuff. Yeah. If you like middle fiction where someone stumbles into a, a mystery then watch my version that doesn't exist yeah if you if you like um weird documentaries about actual magic powers and calling magicians frauds it, you know what it reminded me of to be honest when i was like first reading the plot you know the introduction that Penn and teller give to the sorcerer's apprentice in fantasia 2000 I don't know that. All right. Well, they're talking about, like, the difference between stage magic and real magic and how there's this one guy that has, like, is the real deal. Now, when you say they're talking about, you mean only Penn. But (laughs) Teller is, like, demonstrating stage magic and how it's fake. And, like, he cuts off his hand and, like, pulls out a bunny and, like... He cut off his hand? Yeah. Really? But you can see the little... The little fake wrist. Oh, so he okay. doesn't really cut off his Oh, hand. it's just a trick. It's just oh, okay. an illusion, <laughs> oh. as, as Penn says. It just reminded me of that kind of, like, how that fine balance between, like, fake and real magic. In, yeah. In Dis- and especially in, like, Disney's minds. Yeah. Because real magic, quote-unquote, real magic in Disney is, like, something that's been prevalent since the very beginning. And Or, yeah, it's like, uh, like, you go to Disney World and it's the magic kingdom and, like, anything you believe can come true. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And the true magic was love. True magic was the friendship they found along the way. It really was. The true magic was the friendship they made along the way, the High School Musical story. <laughs> uh, that was Now You See It and Minute 32. Condra, anything else? That is it for this minute. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y. Send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Um, send us your favorite Penn and Teller clips from YouTube. Or your favorite Allie and AJ song. Or uh, 
do a, a montage of Penn and Teller magic tricks set to an Alan AJ song. <laughs> now I want to watch some Penn and Teller fool us. I know. While we eat dinner, we can watch that. Okay. Okay. Right, we subscribe. Yeah, do all the things. Find our artist on Instagram, Theo Golden at T Golden Art. And thanks to our musician, Joe Winslow, who you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. Yeah, we're the amateur nerds. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler Boudreaux, and we'll we'll finish the song next week. Will it be fun and enjoyable? You can bet on it. 